Uh, I might get into the first bit, which is just on the coming election. It beggars belief that we're going to have an election in the next three months. It's like we're we're taking the car to the races that is falling apart. So can we actually handle an election in three months' time? It doesn't look like it to me. But Australia's going to get the election it deserves, which is a a nothing election. Um, Last election we saw Scott Morrison unbelievably win an election from being the opposition when he was in power because uh, we had a very formidable team with Bill Shorten, who'd led for years. Everyone was pointing in the same direction. He had a raft of policies, the ICAC, franking credits, negative gearing, everything that was good for this country. Scott Morrison didn't even use the Liberal Party in his election. He just went at it himself doing his goofy soccer dad, soccer shirt, can of beverage, cooking a curry, with no policies at all. And the press turned on Labour by amplifying those policies and half the country committed the shameful act of voting for nothing. And now we've got a Labour Party, instead of offering any policies at all, are burnt and have learnt their lesson and have got an incredibly weak leader in Anthony Albanese, who is just going to offer nothing because the public rejected any substance at all. So we're going to go into an election where both the opposition and the incumbent are determined to have as little policy as possible going forward, to use as little of their team as possible, to try and focus on finite issues. I think one of the biggest issues is the federal ICAC, um, because Labour have abandoned franking credits and negative gearing, all the things that are essential in reshaping this incredibly record-high inequality in Australia. But Scott Morrison has understandably come out swinging in the last week about the ICAC's horrible attacks on St. Gladys Berejiklian. Now, whatever you think of Gladys, if you think she's a saint, you might well think that the ICAC taking her down has been a really horrible thing. But what he's missing here is the elephant in the room. Her lover, Daryl Maguire, was an incredibly corrupt individual and the ICAC took him down. Now, if Daryl Maguire was a federal MP working for Scott Morrison, he wouldn't have even been investigated. That's how important the ICAC is. And we can sniff the levels of public money going into private hands through to their mates that the Scott Morrison government and the um, people at the top of that government have been engaging in for years. And we need to show the public how corrupt it is. So I think that is a bellwether. Interestingly, the Liberal Party at the state New South Wales level and the federal level have both understood a very, very common theme. They have put a new leader in and gone to an election and then sacked that leader a year out from the next election and it's worked 100% of the time so far. So we had Barry O'Farrell get turfed, Mike Bear comes in, Mike Bear gets turfed or runs away screaming like a... Anyway, and Gladys comes in, Gladys gets turfed, and then Dominic Perrottet comes in to fight the election. And then we got Tony Abbott. Tony Abbott gets one, wins an election. Scott Morrison comes... Uh, Malcolm Turnbull comes in, wins an election. Scott Morrison comes in. The, we are getting closest yet to actually having a, a person fight two elections. And the Liberals have found it very easy to 
get rid of someone with an incredible amount of baggage out from an election and then just win the next election, but it's getting too close. And Scott Morrison doesn't want to leave the election till later in the year because everything he's doing is self-interest. So he, if we, the economy will keep getting worse and worse and be hard, harder and harder to do, dissuade the public from that's happening. And any sort of kudos from he wants he wants Australia to be free for Christmas and to remember that it's him that set them all free and to ride that wave. Now it is really telling that. Joe Hildebrand, for me, one of the biggest apparatchiks of the right, worse than Andrew Bolt. And Catherine Murphy for The Guardian, one of the best investigative journalists in Australia, who would be called from the left, even though from the left seems to be telling the truth rather than the partisan view. Both wrote articles a couple of days ago saying that Scott Morrison had the week from hell uh, and it amplified everything wrong with him. It's, it's telling that both sides of politics are saying that. I personally think that the Murdoch press side of the world is amping up for Peter Dutton to take over and the Sydney Morning Herald side of the world, which is really two sides of the same coin, are shaping up for Josh Frydenberg to take over. So it's um, we're going to be leading into an election where a very vicious, bitter bully is going to try and go after Anthony Albanese, and Anthony Albanese is going to try and offer no policy whatsoever, so the press can't just slam him for taxing pensioners and all the other garbage they did last time. So it is going to be an election we deserve. Um, we've shown that any substance, any proper you know, critical thinking of policy isn't wanted by the Australian public, not the majority of it. They're more than happy for sloganeering from Scotty from marketing, but it's getting too close to turf him. If he, this is another reason he's going to hold the election probably by March. Is the lot if he holds it in November, they'll turf him. There will be a run at him from Dutton, and Dutton will probably lose because they will turn around like last time and say, "Well, he has got to be surely a bridge too far, even for the Australian public." So Frydenberg will come in, and then he'll have a much better chance of winning the election. So he's going to want to go purely on selfish reasons in March. He's going to want to get it underway as quickly as possible. And they might not have to, they might actually have to face two elections for the first time in about, I don't know, a combined eight elections from state and federal um, late liberals where they have the same leader in. So it's going to be a very, very upsettingly substance-free election, devoid of policy and with... Um, trying to get the upper hand in the media being the sole requisite for getting in power, which is um, exactly what we deserve at the moment. We've shown that we just don't want politicians of substance. We want to see Scott Morrison cooking a curry. But he's done so badly, it beggars belief. You know, the other people had done really badly and would have probably lost the next election, so they were replaced. But... I don't know that they'll... He, he's such a political animal, I don't think he'll let them replace him. <clears throat> and his number one tactic there will be to have an election so quickly that they can't actually do it. So even though Frydenberg and Dutton are, are swimming around like sharks waiting to attack, um, if it's in March, they just don't have enough time to get in there and it will look really bad. So they need, they need a later-in-the-year election. So it's going to come down to whether we can... They can actually delay the election, but I'm sure many in the Liberal Party will know that their chances will get worse and worse throughout the year. Albanese has made his bed. He's not going to offer anything at all. He's going to remain as quiet 
and as close to Scott Morrison as possible up to the election and try and let the um, failures of his uh, last three years come to fruition and uh, the public are sick and tired of him. So um, it's going to be a dismal state of affairs and um, the only way that the Labour Party can win is to outnumber the Liberal vote. And it sounds a trite thing to say, but everything is atomised and polarised. These people aren't changing their vote. You've just got to get more people out. If they can try and get something like the gay marriage vote out there, they'd win because most people would want to vote for Labour. But if it's um, like last time with Bill Shorten, where they don't get anywhere near as many young people voting, it's going to be a different story. Um, quite what will happen if we get another term of Scott Morrison. I personally think that if he does stand, he'll lose. I'm fairly certain of that. But not for his failures, more to do with the fact that Labour are trying to present a clean sheet of paper where no one can attack them, which is pretty dismal. And it's I don't even think it's a reflection of Anthony Albanese. I think Labour have looked at what happened last time where there was no good reason to vote for Scott Morrison and say, well, the public don't want substance. They don't want policy. If we offer policy, we'll just be attacked for it. So why not just say nothing at all? It's a dismal country at the moment.